time to rejoin the conversation. We are back and okay, here we go. Normally I would say party politics, but today we are talking about something slightly different. Big nut politics this last damn week. Uh, uh, you know, honestly, we talked about politics for a whole year. I'm giving it a break. We'll get back to it. Yay. But from the time we were little, uh, we admired and uh, even imitated Heroes and secret agents and fairy tale creatures and you know sometimes even you know you know cowboys or but there was something that we gravitated to in that way and you know I guess today's question is what is it about us that makes us want and even need to believe in these kind of stories and these kind of figures and and two like when when you were young you know what was the the thing that you were you know just enamored with on that level um when I was little yes I wasn't I was not going to start with you but would you like to start I didn't really have I mean you know I I grew up with Star Wars. I mean, so we always... And you were post-Wonder Woman, weren't you? So were no. you trying, were, were you like enamored with like Princess Leia or just no, Star Wars in general? I don't or? remember. I mean, I was like the only girl in the neighborhood. I mean, there were two of us. So we always were more tomboyish. But I don't remember just being like... I don't know. I don't remember really being that like caught up in my mom used to like to say that I like to dress up like princess but play in the dirt okay so you're a practical princess apparently <laughs> I just don't remember like I know my brother really liked it a lot and but I don't remember ever like I mean Superman and um I mean, we watched Wonder Woman. You're talking about uh, Diane Prince? I mean, the, not the Diane TV Prince. Um, what's her name? That played Wonder Woman. I know, I know. Oh, my gosh. Carter. Yeah, Linda Carter. Yeah. Linda um, But, yeah, I mean, we watched all that, but I don't remember being like, ooh, I need to have my Wonder Woman outfit. I don't know. Don't you really think, though, Wonder Woman was probably for especially back in the 70s. That was a lot of young kids, women, girls. I mean, that was somebody they could relate to. Yeah, I think um, it's like if you asked our children's generation, they may look at it differently, but we spent so much time using our imaginations and playing outside and doing other stuff that it wasn't so um, tech-driven to where you're watching it and seeing it all the time. Yeah, but you know, so when so when you were out, you know, playing like, did you you know like some people you know, mean, played you know, cowboys we, and Indians? Yeah, we played cowboys and Indians, and I mean we played you know, but it really was just more of a, 
Uh, I, I mean, no. I mean, we did, but not like... We just played tag and kickball and went to the creek and caught frogs and snakes and... Like real, real tomboy stuff. <laughs> yeah, like real kids. I mean, that I was around boys all the time, so, you know. What about you, Dave? I don't know. Um... Being the Kelvin boys always used to hang out by the tracks and watch the trains go by. We had an old railroad track beside that we could ride our bikes on it, and there were dips in the gravel so we could jump our bikes and, and fly on our bikes and crash on our bikes and tear each other up and get in fights and <laughs> take pennies and nickels and quarters and tape them down to the track. railroad tracks mm -hmm. until the train would go by and make them about you know, six inches long, flatten them right out. You know, these are all things that, that, that we were into, but you know, Jackie hit on it. it. We did not have but three TV channels, and we had to create our own fun, our own games, and we all had our sports games. So you had baseball, you had football, you had frisbee, you had basketball. You know, you had all these different things that you could play. But we played games like kick the can, we played games like tag, we played wiffle ball. So, you know, we had all these activities as neighborhood kids that we were just constantly into. And we lived in a day where, you know, our mothers would turn us out of the house first thing in the morning, and we were off and running. A lot of times our dog was with us. You know, we didn't have to chain our dog up, and then all we had to do was check back in for lunch, you better be home by dark. Shoot, we didn't even have to check in for lunch. We we just had to be home by the time the streetlights came on. And yeah, we weren't. You don't get home by the time streetlights are on your ass. It was very, but we usually told my mom where we were going since she would have had to come look for us. <laughs> you know? But we had, so, we had our imagination, and we, and we yeah. did have our, we had our Saturday morning cartoons. And I think, if anything, we emulated some off of that because... And we had Batman on during the week. You know, Batman would come on. So Batman was obviously a, you know, a character to play. Um, Johnny Quest was one of our favorite cartoons that we can remember. And so, you know, that that was really pretty cool. Johnny and, and his partner were always, you know, getting in trouble, getting out of it. And, now, I can say we probably played like imagined cartoon characters more than we did like but, but even but even that is yeah. what I mean like, yeah, they, like, like these, they, these characters well, I don't these really, stories I don't really picture like He-Man as being a superhero <laughs> you know well, what I mean but I, but I, but I, I think it all kind of lumps together in a, in a in a in an odd way you're not necessarily trying to you know, put a cape on and jump off of stuff well, we and try to fly. Yeah, but we used to do like Thundercats. Yeah, but if you were out doing the Thundercat thing or out, I have the power. Like if you were actually, like you were caught into a story that really captured your imagination. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, that's, yeah. and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I what would... is it about these stories that, because they never really leave us. Right. You know, I, well, find, I find myself, I don't want to be you know, you know, He-Man or or, or or anything like that now. I do. But, but still, well, you're a different kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> you're just different. You're just different. I am different. Yeah, but, you know, but I do, 
still find myself, you know, fascinated with, you know, the you know the Star Wars movies or any of the superheroes movie, movies for that matter. It's still um, like I'm not trying to emulate those things, but I'm but those stories still fully capture my imagination. Yeah. Uh, real quick though, one thing that I will say mm-hmm. that as a young man, I was really into James Bond. Absolutely, and I still am. And that, that was something that really fascinated me. And I will honestly say that James Bond movies created an interest in girls for me. <laughs> True. Because, you know, he always got the girl. Shaking and not and they were, and, they, and one of them was Raquel Welch, who uh, obviously became my, we early, know. my we early know. childhood fantasy, which uh, all <laughs> podcast land knows by now. That uh, and, and I still find her a beautiful woman. So you know, those those, those were fun fun things to think about. They're happy memories for the most part. But yeah, and and I definitely include James Bond in in this this whole conversation. Yeah. I, I think it's just about I guess having that imagination. Like now you. Your imagination is in phones in a box and video games. Like you don't have to come up with an imagination on your own. It's already created for you through technology. But back then, you use your imagination to become an Optimus Prime or or He Man or whatever. And going outside, like right after I would watch GI Joe or something, I'd go right outside and try to be right, 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 and be king of the mountain. I think it was just about being revered. King of the mountain. I forgot about that. We used to play king of the mountain. Yeah, so, somebody to, built a house and had dirt. Used to had dirt. girls out here. It didn't matter. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be the trope. So uh, I think it's just about being revered, being wanting to be a hero. Yeah. Just yeah. Is that. Do you think that's something kind of innate in in human nature, or maybe in American society that? You know, kind of deep down, you want to be a hero or a heroine, or rescued by a hero or a heroine. Because they, we, we hold them in esteem. Because they're, there are, they are our. But, our I, heroes. I think what but if you is, think, I think that's just our nature to want to be. It, I think it's our generation and older nature. I think if you look at like Brian, you he probably would have a whole different perspective because. We have instilled that in our children to think that that's, those stories are neat and, you know, we, we grew up with it, so we kind of do that with them. Do, do, we, do we feel that that may be a little bit of a problem with our younger generation, that they, they have not been able to experience that? I, I think No, so. I think it's the I think middle. Creating, I don't think I it's think the little. minds are... We had such creative minds because we had to come up all these crazy games that we played. That it, it, it was a, you know, I'm 58 years old, so that was a huge learning tool for us. Well, I think that imagination has definitely, I not in all kids, but there's they don't have anything that they have to imagine. Right. Everything is on their phone or their it's tablet or their computer. Zero. and Yeah, yeah you don't, I mean, I will tell you, my son had had the hardest time using his imagination to play. He was an only child, and he was always around adults. There weren't any kids that were close to his age. So 
you know, we would play with him, but he couldn't just go and play by himself. And where he didn't have G.I. Joes and little soldiers like we did and things like that. Well, I mean, we gave him all of that stuff, but, but he really didn't we know. Didn't have somebody to play with with him. Right. So he, it was, I mean, even now, I don't know that he would just come up with something to do on his own. When he has free time, he immediately goes to the computer. So, you know, and, and my daughter is a little bit different. You know, she had my son and my niece and nephew are closer in her age, to her age, so she had other kids to play with. And she can use her, I mean, she has an imagination like you wouldn't believe. So I don't, I mean, I think there's many factors in it and I don't really know, yeah, I, but I really think it is because of what, how we were raised and what we had to do and the limitations of the things that we had. I mean, we, we could take two sticks and figure out, let's play swords. You know, I mean, most kids nowadays are like, what do you want me to do with this stick? Yeah, my, my, <laughs> you know? That's always been one of my comments. You can take a stick and a rock and do something with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because growing up, you know, I was an only child, but, you know, I didn't. But I was also part of a generation where, like you say, your mom was like, go, get out of this house, go and play. And so you found the other kids and you mm-hmm. and you and you played and you used your imagination and you went and you explored. And and, and you know, this, you know, it. I, I think the moment it became kind of too dangerous to let your kids that far out of your sight. It's a bad thing. Yeah, their their imaginations suffered for it. Yeah. Because they couldn't because they couldn't just just go and explore. Like we would like, okay, so I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, if anybody out there in podcast land has not heard this before. Um, but so we lived on uh, 63rd Street. The beach was on 53rd Street and probably, so that's 10 blocks, so probably five five or six blocks over and 10 blocks up. We would walk, we would walk there almost every day in the summertime. You know, no parental supervision whatsoever. Like I said, it's us on our bikes. And that's where the girls were. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But also that whole walk and everything from the house to the beach was just a huge exploration. You know, jiving and talking with each other, giving each other crap. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so. You know, and 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 I and I have to definitely admit, you know, growing up, you know, and and I think part of it was being an only child. Um, I definitely had uh, quite an imagination, you know. So that's the difference of growing up in our time and growing up in, because Austin will be 24 this year. So by then, there was a there were other things to keep him occupied. Yeah, you you also formed. Friendships. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Differently, because just me and my sister, so <clears throat> my male friendships were pretty tight because I didn't have a brother. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have a brother. So right. you, 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 you go to look, you go to look for, your, for your crew every day. Who am I going to get together with my crew and raise some hell with, have some fun with? Yeah. 
you know. Absolutely. And if we got in trouble, our parents generally knew it before we got home. That's what sucked. Yeah. It seems like now if you're being creative, you're creating something, like an app. Or yeah, yeah. Right. Something mm-hmm. that you can make money off of. Yeah, there is imagination, but it's... but It's, it's not superheroes and... Yeah, and, and, and I wonder... Once again, is this, is the generation suffering because of that? Because, yes, they're using their imagination for, like, commercial gain. But, you know, so many of the younger... You know, it's you know, especially guys and girls in their twenties, they really can only talk to themselves. So like they just don't know how to intergenerationally talk. They don't know how to really, you know, talk, you know, guys to girls and like they it's it, it they're very not in and I won't say it's bad, but it's very different than, you know, how we came up. There's a commercial out there where four of them are sitting there and they're texting and they and the announcer or whoever's talking to them says, you ever thought about talking to each other? And they all pause and look and go, yeah, right, and go back to texting. Yeah. You know, this this is who they are nowadays, where, you know, we had what we called, and this is where term rap came from. We used to have rap sessions. In the 60s and 70s, a rap session. We'd all sit around, talk to each other. When we got a little older, sometimes we smoke a little bit, sit around, talk to each other, and you talk so much that you forget what the hell you were talking, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. kids, kids nowadays, I know we're kind of getting off a, off topic a little bit. They don't know how to have face-to-face dialogue. They can talk to you all day long through text and yeah. email and, oh, my God, email. Yeah. They don't email. Yeah. Text and Snapchat Yeah. that, you know, but you try to sit down and have a face-to-face eye contact conversation with people and they they just had they don't know what to do what to say how to talk i saw a video it was on my timeline and this guy wanted to do a study of old-fashioned just approaching a girl asking her yeah and he wanted to see how many girls would actually say yes none of them said yes they thought it was so weird that he would just approach them and right. just say hey what's up i think you're pretty right. would you like to go out yeah. And a lot of them were just like, are you on Tinder? Are you on Match? Are you on, you know, because everybody's got so accustomed to. Yeah, doing No, I'm app. actually meeting you. Like, right. you can say no to me right here. <laughs> right here. Right. Right. You don't, you don't have, have to swipe, swipe left. Right. You don't have to swipe. You can just say, <laughs> no, thank you. Right. Well, they all said no because they thought he was weird for well, approaching yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They wanted to go out. Exactly. Yeah. You know how much imagination it takes to approach? Yeah. To approach somebody, yeah. imagination—that would be courage. Well, both. I mean, you—you've got to come up with something clever and funny in the whole Smitty, and you have to have enough courage to do it. Right. And uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I just, you know. Okay, so here's here's the other thing that I was thinking. For as much imagination as maybe this generation isn't exhibiting, they're also exhibiting a ton of imagination because when we were growing up, there was no such a thing as like Comic-Con, you know, where they, I mean, because to this day, I I don't think that I- We were in our 20s when Comic-Con came around. Yeah, but we were already in our 20s. Mm-hmm. By that time, whoever you are, you are, it's formed at that point. You know, so now, 
you know, sure. for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, now, you know, these same, you know, kids who can't talk to each other will get dressed up in costume <laughs> and go to a mass gathering of other people dressed up in costume. That don't talk to each other. That don't talk to each other to worship their kingdom of imagination. It's it's but it all boils back down to they're dressing up like heroes. They're dressing up like Comic Con, right? Fairy tale characters. Mm-hmm. They're dressing up at this point like uh, video game characters. Well, you just look at cosplay in gen- just in general, because that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, but it is a different. They're taking again. It's more of the cartoons and more of the things that they see on a day to day basis. Then it then you see more of that than you do. Now there's always going to be the Princess Leia in her. Um, oh, Java slave costume. Yeah, oh. you're always going to see that. But I mean, it's it's a lot of anime, and you know. I saw something interesting yesterday while I was watching the football <coughs> games. Two movie trailers, and the movies were totally about games, the games that mm. they play, and the type of characters that are in the games. And mm. they're literally taking the the games they play and making movies out of them. Yeah. And of course, I think you just had Creed Assassin uh, not long ago came out, but they are literally now making movies about oh, yeah. the very games they play. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I, that I find that a little disturbing myself. Well, that, that's yeah. not that's not it's new because not, yeah. wasn't Dune, Doom, Tron. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was another yeah, one. Yeah, it all, it, it truly all started. Yeah, it all it actually was made into a game. Dune was a game. I yeah, believe so, Doom yeah. Doom was a game. Doom was you know, a game. Those were books that, that we read back in the day. You know, yeah. Dune was a very interesting novel. So has it gotten to a point now, and from Hollywood's perspective, as far as their creativity and their imagination, they're running out of ideas for movies? I, I think they're coming back, because if you remember, like if you look over the last three or four years... There were a lot of remakes yeah. of movies, which actually and was a lot of, kind of sequels to movies yeah. instead of new content. And I think now you're starting to see that again. Although you're always going to see books that were. I mean, they're getting ready to do a Wrinkle in Time, you know. But it, it's, it's it's the Will Smith Netflix movie that was released. Oh, Bright. Uh, Bright. Uh, Bright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that seemed like. The yeah. new trend, everything going straight to Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Kind of the new motion picture setup, I guess. Yeah, well, it's... Personally, I'm I th- disappointed in the creativity of Hollywood anymore because they really, besides some of the Marvel movies they've come out with, the, their creativity right now is horrible. Well, I can say that when, when you look at, um, like, Michael Bay and J.J. Abrams, they tend to try to do old school meshed with... <laughs> new school technology but you look at like even the star wars you know the more cgi you get the less people like it i mean it, it's really hard you, it's really hard to blend cgi I mean, to where I, you can't tell that that's what it is i, I didn't like rogue one that much um, i thought it was disjointed at times i what? thought the end scene where they died together was well done well, but, yeah. but, but rogue you one did, spoiler alert 
yeah, for anybody out there who hasn't seen Rogue One. And two, this would be the last time that you hear Big Dave on the podcast because uh, I'm a massive Star Wars fan and well, love Rogue One. Well, you have One. to. <laughs> so, but there's bye. a. You're, you're, <laughs> you are in. Get out. You are in the minority of people. Most people have. Oh, I am. I agree. Yeah, most people have liked Rogue One and didn't like The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. But, it was Last Jedi. It was Last Jedi. Was no, no, no. You're talking about Rogue One. Okay. You're yeah, talking about the scene together. where they. Yeah. That shows you how confused I am. But people forget that that is a, a between movie. Yeah. You it know, is it, it bridges the gap of what happened so none of those characters were ever going to make yeah, it any further I just thought they spent further. too much time on Luke Skywalker and, and being pissy about not wanting to be a bad well now Jedi. you're oh, now, now you're now blending. you're talking now about that is the but why that's the whole point <laughs> I know but I, that's the whole point of the movie I thought they spent way too much time on him being pissy that's my opinion. That's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I think I, I think Star Wars me, in me general can be its own podcast. Well, yeah, and spoiler alert, it will be a podcast <laughs> because I personally really want to talk about it because, um, it, not to give too much about what I want to talk about, but I will say there was a lot of people who really didn't like the Last Jedi. Um, I think. That they misunderstood the point of the last job. I, I agree. But I'll tell you, we will talk about that uh, <coughs> in a future podcast because, um, matter of fact, we may talk about that next podcast because it it really does tie into this idea of heroes. Growing up, I was a <coughs> massive anything with a with a hero. I was massive. I was a fan of massive fan of Star Wars. Still am. But I also loved uh, G.I. Joe. I loved Transformers. I loved He-Man. I loved Thundercats. I loved so anything with like anything with a hero that I can go outside and pretend to be. I was down <laughs> all the way down, and uh, you know, it took the and and to as I got older, a little bit older, um, you know, a little bit older teenager got into uh, James Bond and. And and start watching the old James Bond movies and realize how cool James Bond is. <laughs> Tell you, biggest thing for me, uh, uh, Skyfall. When Skyfall came out, the trailer came out for Skyfall and he he jumped off of. You couldn't tell what he jumped off of, but he jumped into the train car as the back of it was being ripped off and just adjusted his cufflinks. That was the coolest thing I ever seen in my life. <laughs> and that was just a couple years ago. So, um, you Bob know. Land, yes. It would take Mario's friends 15 minutes every day to figure out who the hell he was. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm super excited for is uh, Black Panther. Uh, super uh, for for many reasons, but I think that it's really awesome that they have. I don't, and I could just not know, um, but I think it's really amazing that they have a mostly African American cast, all the main characters. Yeah, I, I think that that Black is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some actually African. <clears throat> yeah, I'm interested to see that. I I mean, it's it's a great storyline. But I, I, I'm really excited for that. First black superhero. Anybody out there in podcast land who doesn't know <coughs> Black Panther was the first black superhero, period. And uh, that wasn't like already somebody else. Like you have, uh, you have um, 
uh, like Green Lantern. You know, there's multiple Green Lanterns. But yeah, but the actual first superhero. Yeah, superhero that was a black character was, uh, which is why um, I was so overjoyed when they just they decided they were going to bring. Black Panther <coughs> to the Avengers storyline all together. I think they have a really amazing cast too. Uh, honestly, I mean they. Yeah, I mean, um, you know the the guy himself playing Black Panther, then Michael B. Jordan playing uh, Jaguar. Jaguar. You got uh, uh, Lupita Nyong'o playing. So that's any, what we're doing for Valentine's Yeah, anybody Day. out there. <laughs> Anybody out there unfamiliar with the Black Panther storyline, it's set in uh, an African country called Wakanda, and the royal guard of Wakanda is all female. She plays one of the uh, head spies of... uh, They just uh, need to do their um, research on Black Panther and... Yes. Their country and all of it. Please, Google it. Uh... If you haven't uh, seen anything about it, go watch the trailers. I think you'll be uh, as excited and blown away as as we are. It is kind of funny, though, because I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today about... um, I don't really care if I go to the movies and see what most people consider a chick flick or a rom-com or something like that. But I want to see the action movies at the movies. Yes. On the big screen. Like, I want to see the superheroes up there, yeah. and, you know, oh, larger than life. Like, I, I can sit on the couch and watch my chick flick. Look, at, there was a point uh, when Transformers came out. There was a point in the movie that, that I was 10 years old again. I mean, when like my, my my heart was as full <laughs> as it could be as as a human being to hear Optimus Prime speak, and it was Optimus Prime. It was his voice, the voice from the cartoon that I grew up watching all those years ago. I can collaborate um, or confirm that because um, oh, my God, <laughs> it was amazing. Mario was like. <gasps> Yeah. Literally. Oh yeah, like I, yeah, I go right. I can't. Well, one, it's the same dude. Like I can't believe they still that he's still alive. Two, uh, you know, to see live action Optimus Prime on the big think, screen was just amazing. And if you think about it, they didn't show you each individual piece moving and transforming in that movie. I mean, you saw them transform, but yeah. you didn't see the close-up pieces moving and until they showed Optimus. Yes. And then, yeah, you start to just see individual <clears throat> gears turn, and you're just like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, which, which gets me to my point. You know, these characters are not new. You know, we're all, you know... 40s plus at this table and we're talking about characters that have stuck with us for decades but that's why because we were children when we saw them so when you see it when you're older it is pretty it, it does people like 
for the most part, to be taken back to things that they Bingo. loved when they were children. Yeah, you want to relive you know? that stuff. Cause yeah. It, it, I mean, it, you relive the good parts of it, not the bad parts. Right. You know what's funny? You know, I was thinking about even, uh, you know, like the remakes for, you know, all the Disney movies like Cinderella and... The live action. Yeah, all the live action. I mean, like, like these these movies blow out at the box office because there was something about these stories that just stuck with us. They stuck with people. And, you know, I remember those comic books. I remember those toys. I remember those cartoons. I remember, you know, all the Disney, you know, stories growing up, you know. And uh, and so now... Um, but don't we like things that are fantastical? It, my kind of my point. It's like, you know, to even think for a moment well, that you could do something fantastical, you know. So I think in, in you know, that's why Harry Potter was so amazing well, to, you know, yeah. our children's I got generation. Into Harry I surprised myself. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like hardcore religious and it was just of the devil, but you know. I mean, it. And well, then just... I, I say to them, open your mind a little bit, have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely was some people who were like, oh, it's it's sorcery witchcraft and sorcery. Well, it was witchcraft and sorcery. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't hide it. Lord yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord yeah, Lord yeah Lord they Lord didn't Lord. they didn't hide that. I, I have a hard time. Well, I guess there were sorcerers in it. Well, you know, I guess I will say for this generation. The medieval times were witchcraft and sorcery. Yeah. I think for this generation growing up, uh, the the millennial generation and younger, I think, you know, the the things that they grew up with, um, we were adults, so we liked it, but we didn't care as much. Like they really love, I mean, which is why it's on rerun all the time. They love the Harry Potter movies. They love the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, Austin to this day, who uh, is, you know, six, two or whatever, looks like a Viking. <laughs> he loves dinosaurs. Loves dinosaurs, because Jurassic Park captured his imagination as a kid. <laughs> and uh, Oh yeah, I mean, he couldn't even talk yet. Yeah. And he, he's loved dinosaurs that long. Yeah, and, and, you know, to us, we're thinking, oh, Jurassic Park is overdone. And he's like, you know there's a new Jurassic Park movie coming out. Oh, no, no, no. When they pulled up with the Jeep and, and the animals were out there running and they moved like birds. Oh, yeah. Where they would move together. Oh, Remember yeah. Remember that scene? Oh, yeah. You know, and you saw that and it was just like, wow, man, that's cool. Because not only are, they, are, are we seeing something that's, that's beyond our thoughts that we were, you know, we were taught about, so you know, but, but they're tying it in the birds, and they've always said the dinosaurs. So they they tied it into the scientific aspect, mm -hmm. and, and then also the fantasy of actually yeah. seeing what dinosaurs ran like. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's actually funny, you know, not not nothing to do with birds, but tying things into the realistic. That's one of the reasons I love the. Uh, well, I I actually like the current uh, Batman Superman stuff, but. The Christian Bale series, the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight series of Batman movies. That's why I loved those so much. I was a massive Batman fan growing up, but seeing him uh, act.
actually attached to the real world. Like his his gadgets weren't some overly fantastical thing. They they were developed for a purpose, just never used for that purpose. And so Batman was able to take the tumbler and make that the Batmobile and take something that was meant for maybe military para, uh, paratroopers but 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 overly expensive for a military paratrooper so he used that for his cape and bat wings and his bodysuit was actually made as military body armor but it would have cost a hundred thousand dollars per soldier so they were like okay we're not going to do that so so them tying it all into realistic things made that series so great to me because it didn't sign it, it wasn't all of a sudden uh, a comic book once again it was the possibility of doing something fantastical in in the world we know and um which you know all, all of these things and i think i think the thing that got me to thinking about it again was i think in the same day um like we were just at home over the weekend and i wasn't feeling too good on sunday and, but the day before we kind of laid around and didn't do anything so within the same weekend wind up seeing um skyfall you know james brown sky uh james bond skyfall and cinderella in the same weekend <laughs> on tv but it got me thinking about just these stories like like i said once again they're not new you know ian fleming wrote started writing these books you know 80 years ago or something crazy and we as what 70 years ago Mario got all the James Bond and, movies for Christmas and we've been you know and, and we've had now 50 plus years of James Bond movies you know just that's thinking, crazy to think about it in its own right yeah well I remember watching um, James Bond movies with um, like Goldfinger and Oh yeah. You know, I remember watching those when I was little. Like my parents didn't really I mean, if they were watching it, we were watching it, you know. <clears throat> yeah, you didn't have a lot of choices. But but you also They weren't had, always great movies. As a family, so. you sat down and watched things though uh -huh. because you you did have a, a limited amount of channels. Yeah. And especially like on Sunday nights. And we used to go to the grandparents and Mm -hmm. I had to watch Lawrence Welk. <laughs> so, so switch gears slightly. You got Black Panther coming out, and you have just a few days before that, the last part of Fifty Shades coming out. Mm -hmm. ah, is that fantastical? <laughs> Wait, look, what's the what's the big difference between? Well, I know the few. There's the hero side, and there's this this swagged out. Yeah, just fantastic. That's just James fantasy, Bunn. yeah. Okay. That's just just, fantasy. just just fantasy. And they released, which is I fantastical believe, for most people. Yeah. I believe they released all of the Fifty Shades on Valentine's Day. Uh, all three of them. You did know there were three, right? No. There yeah. are three. <laughs> this, yeah, is this is the last is the one. Yes. I know this. He, he's got major swag, <coughs> a lot of money, and mm. he has some extracurricular stuff he likes to do. I was say I don't know if he has major swag, but got a lot of money. He's got a lot of money. You know what your fifty first Fifty Shades was? I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was uh, Mickey O'Rourke and Kim Bassinger. Mm -hmm. What was the name of that movie? Oh, yeah, Basinger. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kim Basinger. I was like, was that nine and a half weeks? 
Yeah, we used to watch. I want to say it was based in Brazil for some reason. I know, I know what movie you're talking about. It's scary that you three know what, what it is, and I've never even heard of it. It was yeah, a yeah, wicked good movie, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it was fun to where, you know, he was yeah, a bad dude, and she had this attraction to him, and it was it was similar to Fifty Shades in a lot of ways. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I cannot think of the name. And that was 25 years ago? Yeah, but I still want to say it was nine and a half weeks, but I could be wrong. Mm. But, yeah, make it... Nine know. and a half weeks. That, that sounds good. right. That sounds nine right. Nine and a half weeks. That was it. <clears throat> Yeah, I just remember back in the day it was so like uh, they were they were like almost they were, like they wanted to give it an X rating, but they yeah. but so they had to cut it down enough to get to get it. How an long R. ago was it? Like when we were? Oh, we were. Geez. It was in the eighties. Yeah. Nowadays it'd be a straight R. I mean, it would be yeah, close to what being close to an X rated movie. Yeah, that's when. But your audience or what? They're trying to kick off Fatal Attraction and all that. Stuff. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Everybody's kind of like, yeah, you watch it, but it's. That's a private party. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Last Tango in Paris, another one comes to mind. Marlon yeah. oh. Bradley. Last Tango in Paris. Mm -hmm. That did get an X rating. Mm, yep, nine and a half weeks. Because me and Eddie Myers sat on the railroad tracks at the drive in theater when we were 14. I guess. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm just looking at the. the uh, oh, at the movie poster? And. Oh, they moved it. It was, they were, never mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That wasn't going to sound good right. no matter so, how I said it. So, uh, with with all that said, uh, we, we actually... It's really, um, like, shocking that this came out in the 80s, because it was about a, it was just about... Yeah, it was... A woman gets involved in an impersonal affair with a man. That's yep. the first line. Yep. And it was it was So a this is the this the is the original Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. That's why it, it came to my mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm proud my mind is that part disease. Hey. Stuck with you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while I get recalled. It's a wonderful thing. He's mm -hmm. trying to learn some things. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> with all that, uh, we definitely could talk for a long time about this particular subject because I do think that good subject. I do think that more more things fall into this category than my original thought process. But um, I do think that. You know, maybe it is slightly generational, the things that capture your imagination on that level. But uh, but I do think that, uh, you know, it is kind of human nature to to attach to, to, to story. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why we, you know, we still love, you know, movies and plays and, you know, because we really do attach to story in a way that, um, you know, other other species just they I, they I, they don't attach to 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 it in the same way, and you know maybe even other cultures don't attach to it in the same way. You know, but I do think that it's interesting that whether it's you know uh, you know a superhero or a fairy tale or a cartoon <clears throat> or. Uh, you I know, think you can do it with reading though too. I mean, you you just get. 
Yeah, you get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With all that, we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com. A cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us. Purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. And we are back. And before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about today's sugar honey iced tea. And for those that don't know, uh, these are things that I or a member of the group uh, have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. And today's sugar honey iced tea is imagination. Um, uh, Full disclosure, uh, originally uh, I was going to end with the sugar honey iced tea being superheroes. But I think more broadly it's less about superheroes and more about the imagination you know the reason that you love James Bond and you know Batman and Superman and Spider-Man and you know you know all of the you know Disney stories and princesses and you know it's because they evoke a sense of imagination in you. You know, like I like I said a little earlier in the podcast, you know, just hearing the voice of the guy who voiced the cartoon character on, in live action on the movie screen uh, sparked my imagination in, in, in crazy ways and brought me back to, you know, being a little boy. And, and I think, you know, being uh, being a creative in general and, you know, being a content creator and, you know, a musician and, you know, all of those things for me brings me back to uh, having imagination. And, you know, and that's, uh, that's something that I cherish dearly because, you know, at this point, point in my life it's very easy to kind of fall into you know the everyday ruts and struggles and 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 we all do to some degree but the one thing that I can say that I've kept is my imagination you know I can still see things that aren't there and and create stories that weren't there before. And, um, of course, you know, I'm not running around the house with a, with, a, with a sheet tied around my neck for a cape, but there is a part of me, and, and I dare say a part of everybody on, uh, at the table, and I dare say a part of everybody out there in podcast land that still cherishes that part of themselves, that imagination, that thing that keeps you youthful despite uh, everything in the world that's trying to grow you up. And with that, 
I'm going to end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts. And that is with the toast that started it all for me. And that is to good times with good people.